0: Now, fight back with Libby Nimer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Before
1: we get to that electricity tax break, just a quick note, especially for those of you who were listening a bit earlier, when we wondered if we'd have to switch gears with the lead here because of Doug Ford's announcement a couple of hours ago. So with a huge contingent of media going live, he used the occasion to tell us about his upcoming book. All I can say is a masterful use of the media for free publicity. Okay, with that out of the way, let's get on to the news that is affecting us all. 24 hours after the throne speech was read at Queen's Park, we're now starting to get more information on how... The 8% tax break on your electricity bill will work. So is it a real break or is it just window dressing? The 8% tax break on hydro bills is almost identical to the Ontario Clean Energy Benefit, which was a 10% rebate the Liberals started in 2011 to ease the higher cost of green electricity contracts, overpriced contracts uh, which expired at the end of this year so we want to hear from you what do you make of this the numbers to call 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-744-740 want to hear from you on this eight percent electricity tax rebate right now on the line i have toronto's son queens park colonist columnist excuse me christina blizzard hi christina Christina? Yes. Hello, how are you?
2: I'm well, thank you. So what do you make of this rebate, this announcement? Well, I think this is all smoke and mirrors. This is 8%. It's not 8% off your hydro bill. It's 8% off the tax on your hydro bill because it's the provincial portion of the hst and don't forget who put the hst on your hydro bills in the first place well of course it was the liberal government when they combined those two taxes so uh you know they they give with one hand and take away with the other um also as you mentioned they uh they with much fanfare in 2014, they announced that they were going to be stopping the debt reduction charge. It was going to stop taking the money out of there after they'd already sort of taken way more than the debt was. It was billions more. I think it was four billion more. And they quietly sort of slid some of their, uh, that money over to general revenues to pay for other programs. So there was a bit of a, Flight of hand on that thing. So, uh, and as you mentioned earlier, they also ended the Ontario clean energy benefit. And another thing that hasn't been pointed out is that Hydro One will be increasing January 1st of 2017, Hydro One will be increasing their delivery charge by 2% to most customers, not in the City of Toronto itself, because that's Toronto Hydro. But in the rest of the province, those delivery charges will be going up.
1: You know, uh, just reading an electricity bill is really challenging. I mean, uh, you know, it is, it's so hard to make sense of it, you know, which charge is which. Um, I guess getting an 8% break is better, you know, it's better than a kick in the head, as I say. <laughs> uh, is, is this going to do something for them politically?
2: Well, obviously they're hoping it will because obviously in the by-election in Scarborough Rouge River they got a lot of blowback from people on, on on electricity prices. People are really unhappy, and especially I think through this hot summer, people's bills have been soaring. A lot of a lot of seniors, particularly on a fixed income, who perhaps have budgeted for for their electricity bills suddenly have found them skyrocketing not just because of the extra consumption but because the prices have been going up uh it's i mean but the question is where is this money going to come from to pay for this break are we going to have um will taxpayers be paying for the rate payers, for the hydro rate payers, instead of seeing it on your electricity bill, now it's going to have to come from somewhere. So it will be coming from general tax revenues. And that means that the largest slice. Of this uh, Of this rebate is going to go to the people who use the most electricity it 's not going to be you know a homeowner in a small bungalow who watches the thermostat and lives very frugally who's going to get the biggest rebate it's going to be the people who have you know plug in electric cars and pool pumps and keep the air conditioning rolling twenty four seven those people are going to be getting the most money back because they're Using the most electricity.
1: Yeah, it's 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 one of these ironies uh, that the liberal government touts itself as being uh, so climate change friendly or environmentally friendly, but the way they have structured things is that the 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 less you use the more you're charged.
2: I mean, how does that work? Well, exactly. And this is what if a lot of people now are calling out this, particular tax break because it's going to reward the people who use the most and it seems unfair that the little people who are struggling the ones who are struggling the most right now are the people who are turning off their air conditioning or who who are watching it very carefully the people who get up at you know two o'clock in the morning to do their dishes on off hours, on the off-peak hours, the people who are watching very carefully how much they're using are the ones who are going to get uh, the smallest amount of the rebate. Uh, to
1: the political side of it, I mean, Andrea Horvath is saying uh, it should start now, not in January. Uh, the Conservatives are saying it's it's smoke and mirrors uh what do you think the impact will be on the political
2: side? Well, of course, Andrea Horvath is very upset because... this is, uh, the Liberals have stolen her thunder, this was her platform. Not for the first or last time I would (laughs) say. (laughs) I know, (laughs) I mean perhaps, uh, she has right to be angry, there were a lot of the NDP planks, planks from the NDP platform that the Liberals have now adopted Um, I mean, Andrea Andrea Horvath Horvath has been calling on them to drop the HST from hydro bills so uh, she's obviously uh, quite upset about that and um, I think that uh, this is going to be a testing ground, I think, for them. We're have got we two years out before the next election. Uh, it is as much a test, I believe, for the two opposition leaders as it is for Kathleen Wynne. We know that the Liberals are very good. They're very good at getting themselves elected, not quite as good as governing. Uh, Andrea Horvath and Patrick Brown, of course, we... Um, Is very much an unknown. We know very little about him. We saw his stumble during the, uh, in the final days of that by-election campaign when he reversed himself on the sex ed curriculum and then changed back again to supporting the sex ed curriculum. So he has that bit of a stumble to overcome. I mean, he's a new leader. I guess he, uh, I'm sure he has time to recover himself but I think it I think that was a stern lesson for him that he needs to get control of his office of his staff that his message uh needs to be more carefully honed and Andrea Horvath I I think is just tearing her hair out. They're looking at where where can they go for the next election. In the last election, the Liberals were actually to the left of the NDP on very many issues, uh, and they adopted many of the NDP planks. Okay, uh, Christina, hang on. Uh, let's take a call from Martha
1: in Midland. Hi, Martha. Hi, how are you doing? Fine. How are you? Oh, excellent. Thank you.
3: There's one aspect uh of all this this escalating hydro costs that as far as i know has not been addressed and that is the cost at long-term care your nursing homes your retirement homes um, there they can't raise the fees for the people that are already in there but they have to pay more for their hydro if i'm correct so what they do is they they have to cut their budget somewhere and what I've discovered is that they're cutting the entertainment budget. So here you have people who are in long-term care. They, most of them can't get out, so they rely on, on people coming in to entertain them, singers, and, and we all know what music does for people, but they're not paying.
1: And uh, do you know this happening, I mean, in, in what, in a particular nursing home that you visit? or Yes, I have a, a registered therapy dog. And and
3: I go in every week and visit. And there's a couple of ladies in there that have have expressed um, dissatisfaction over the fact that they're not getting the entertainment that they've been accustomed to.
1: Well, I I mean I don't know if this is a widespread thing. It, it kind of makes sense that if you have to cut, you you cut you know with things that aren't necessities. Exactly. But that's that's a, a very good point, Christina. Do you do you have anything to say about that?
2: Well, I think that. There's been a lot of nickel and diming throughout the healthcare system, throughout the entire government. I mean, this is a government that has um, doubled the debt and suddenly needs to get uh, the deficit and the debt under control. They they said in the throne speech yesterday that they said that they would be balancing the budget next year, which would be the first time they have ever balanced their budget. (laughs) So... There will be more of this nickel and diming. We're seeing it with the doctors. We're seeing it throughout the healthcare system, throughout long-term care. Uh, it's small cuts. We saw it with physiotherapy. Um, look how much they cut that back. And, and that really hurt a lot of people.
1: And, and let me make a point uh, before we take a break that uh, we just did a story this past weekend on Zoomer Weekend Review. In the last budget, with great fanfare, they promised to pay for shingles vaccines for people between the ages of 65 and 70. <laughs> that has not happened, nor will they tell us when it will happen, because they, don't, they didn't budget the money to do it.
2: Yes, this is happening a lot. Ugh.
1: Okay, um, Christina, uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, we're pleasure. going to take a quick break Uh, when we return people we want to hear more of your calls and comments about this hydro rebate is it a big deal is it smoke and mirrors the numbers to call when we get back 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-744-740 and uh, when we come back we will be on the line with Brady Ock from the Consumer Policy Institute back after this.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. We are talking about hydro rates and about that 8% rebate the Liberals announced in yesterday's throne speech. Is it a big deal? Is it smoke and mirrors? First, let's go to Donna in Peterborough. Hi, Donna. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome.
4: Um, I think a lot of it is smoke and mirrors. I explained to the man that answered...
1: Our producer, Dave, go ahead.
4: Right. ...that two or three years ago... On a program called The Agenda on TVO that Steve Pakin does. Uh, right. He had a program about saving energy.
1: But, okay, so what What do you think? Uh, you think that we're getting ripped off here? I want to know your minute. opinion.
4: Wait a minute. He had a man from England explaining how they had saved by sending out a letter To everybody not with their hydro bill separately saying that your consumption is average but some of your neighbors save more some of them save less they're paying accordingly anyway he called it the nudge we're getting that exact same letter Hello? Hello, yes? We're getting that exact same letter sent out. Now, it's color printing. It's absolute rubbish. It's mailed separately. That has got to be costing the hydro a pretty healthy amount to be sending that thing.
1: Okay, good point. Donna, thanks for your call. Um, let us go first. We'll go to Brady York and he is an economist and the executive director of the Consumer Policy Institute. Hi, Brady. How are you? Good. Good afternoon. So uh, we're getting this 8% rebate. It's coming with big fanfare in the throne speech, but there are other charges coming on.
5: Tell us about those. Right. So the the rebate is just coming from from the provincial portion of HST. So eight percent that we pay the province on top of our power bills, they're just going to rebate that back to you. But at the same time, that's going to kick in on January first, 2017. If you're uh, a natural gas user, for example, if you heat your home with natural gas, you're going to see the cap and trade costs come on. So if you if you couple the the natural gas plus the the cost of filling up your car, that's going to Essentially, totally offset. It may actually add costs to your overall energy costs. So, so you're gonna you're you're getting something and getting something taken away from you at the same time.
1: Okay. Um, anything else that we have to watch out for?
5: Uh, I mean, in general, the the electricity costs in Ontario continue to go up. They they show no signs of abating. The province uh, continues to contract new generation. When we we've heard this about this surplus in Ontario, Ontario is is essentially swimming in electricity. We have to export it. Uh, often, for very low prices, so and, is that
1: sorry to interrupt, but is that just a result of the contracts the long term contracts that they signed
5: exactly so so all those contracts, as you mentioned they're long term, so they're ten, twenty years. So the cost of those contracts are going to be hitting us for years to come.
1: Okay. I, I mean, I have this question. You know, I'm assuming that the, the you know the Ontario government, there are smart people in those jobs. How could they mess up so badly with those con- with those contracts? Because they keep telling us that we're paying more because of clean energy, but they have all these contracts that are overpriced. We're paying too much energy. We have too much energy. Uh, how did that happen, and, and can't anybody do something about that?
5: You know, the original argument for those contracts was we want to, to pay a premium to generators because we want to be a clean, green economy, and we want to be on, on the forefront of this this transition to a, a green economy. So so the government was very clear that we are going to pay a premium, and that's that's the price we need to pay in order to to do this transition. But what they didn't say is that How much it was actually going to cost. So at the time, George Smith, and you might remember, who was the Minister of Energy, said it's only going to cost about one percent a year in addition to your hydro bill. But those costs have turned out to be uh, significantly higher. So a lot of people feel that either the government didn't know, or or it kind of hid the cost of what it was actually going to be. What do you mean they didn't know? They
1: signed those contracts.
5: They didn't that the province may not have fully understood what the cost <laughs> was going to be for end consumers.
1: Sorry, I'm laughing here. I mean that is that is to me just ridiculous. Now, I know a contract is a contract, but given that it's it's the province and, you know, uh, the province is an entity that that the people that these contracts were negotiated with might want to continue to do business with. Can't can't they go back and say something like, look at guys, we were overly generous with you. It is giving us a problem. And can we reopen these contracts and and
5: get them to a point where they are fair for everybody? Right. So I think it's clear at this point that even with the the province's rebate announcement yesterday, it's admitting that it's made a mess, this file. So they know they've made a mess. I think most of your listeners probably know they've made a mess of it. And so we're all sort of on the same page when it comes to that. So the province, in its defense, actually has a history of going back and kind of con- reconsidering some of the contracts it did sign. If you remember, it signed a very big contract with Samsung to produce all sorts of renewable energy. Yep. It realized later that it was overpaying for it. It renegotiated a deal with Samsung save ratepayers money, maybe it was able to save more, but nonetheless it has a history of going back and re-looking at these things and saying, hey, we offered you too much at the beginning. This has turned out to be terrible for ratepayers and electricity customers. Is there a way that we we can renegotiate it? And it can start doing that Piece by piece. Well, That's you the only know way you're going to get get on top of it.
1: Of course, the question I had is like, why didn't they think of that while well, they were negotiating the contract in
5: the first place? And I'm sure there were probably
1: a lot of very highly paid people involved.
5: Right. I mean, it would have been nice if we didn't get in this mess, but uh, there's the old saying: if you're in a hole, just stop digging. So we can at least uh, start here.
1: Okay. Um, Brady, hang on. Uh, Let's take a couple of uh, calls. Let's go to Brian in Brampton. Hi, Brian.
6: Hi, how are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, I'm very confused and frustrated and angry. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to try and keep this short. Please do. I go along with the fact, if they were genuine in their um, rebates, why can't it happen now? Why do we have to wait to January? That's my first question. Second of all, Do you remember when the reason for the hydro price increase, do you remember the reason they gave? Go ahead. It was apparently, if I remember correctly, because they didn't get enough revenue. Have you ever been punished by doing something right? Here we are, uh, the populace conserving energy, and yes, it probably generated less income than they had expected. So what did they do? They put the price up. Isn't that being punished for doing what you were supposed to
1: do? Absolutely. That is what ha- what's happening. Uh, Brady, uh, perhaps you want to weigh in on this, but things, the way things are structured now, it seems that the less you use, the more you pay.
5: Right. So your caller is correct. That is exactly how the OEB, when they announced that rate increase, that's what they said. The reason for it is that, as we've been discussing, there's these contracts, and in general, the electricity sector is full of fixed costs that utilities apply to the OEB they get rates to pay for these fixed costs. So if everyone's using less power, then each unit of power you sell has to cost more. So essentially, in order to save money in conservation, you need to out-conserve everyone else. That's the only way it kind of works. But the long-term goal for conservation was, if we all use less, the province doesn't have to build nuclear plants, it doesn't have to build wind turbines, it doesn't have to do all these things. But the provinces end up doing those things anyways. And so that's, that's what's hitting us.
6: So that brings me to my next question. Where is their responsibility to trim the expense? Because that's what it's all about. They didn't get enough money to cover their expenses. I didn't hear anything that we're prepared to do this, to do that, to, to trim our expenses, to uh, bring in the income we we need so that the two sides meet.
5: Right. So some of the utilities are now trying to go before the OEB and and trim their budgets and so on and so forth, but it's not clear whether that's actually going to trickle down to consumers. We have to wait until uh, these rates are set.
6: I think the correct term, and you use it well, uh, it's not clear.
1: (laughs) None of it's clear, especially our bills. Uh, Brian, thank you very much for your call.
6: Thank you for taking it. Have a good day.
1: You too. Bye-bye. Okay, Brian in Brampton. Hi, Brian.
7: Uh, it's Dennis, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Not a problem, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Um, just a couple of points. It's 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 kind of ironic because you know the government seems to be damned if they do and damned if they don't. And uh, with respect to lowering our use of uh, energy, yes, it's great that uh, there might be financial incentive. But uh, the the what what started a lot of this in the in the beginning was and still is an issue, and and your your guest touched on it, is the whole issue of climate change. And uh, we were the first province to shut down uh, coal-fired plants. Others are now following suit. It'll be interesting to see what happens with air hydro costs. And uh, with respect to green energy, uh, it has been the whipping boy for increasing costs in the province. The reality is that it's Makes up only about 11 percent of the total uh, cost of energy. Where the real um, costs are are in, and your your guest touched on, it, is in nuclear energy, and that is where we need to take a very close look in terms of uh, the the continuation of refurbishing and or building
5: new plants. And I'll leave it for your guest to respond.
1: Okay, Brady.
5: Yep. So I've been a long-term critic of nuclear power, and so is my organization, so I'm not going to sit here and defend it. But the rates that nuclear power gets tends to be about five to seven cents per kilowatt hour, which is, uh, it, in terms of solar, a tenth of what solar was getting. So uh, for each unit of power, what you're getting from nuclear tends to be cheaper than renewables. That said, the overall cost of the system, nuclear, is uh, the elephant in the room. It's big. Uh, it brings in billions of dollars in revenue each year. And, and it has a long history of cost overruns and high operating costs and capital costs and these sorts of things. Now, what your guest mentioned, which I think is going to be a big issue in the next year, is the issue of Darlington refurbishment. Uh, OPG, who owns it, says it's going to be $12.8 billion, but uh, if history is anything to go on, it's going to be a lot higher. <laughs> yeah, no so, kidding. So these costs, this isn't even baked into what you're paying now. This is going to come in the future. So that is something that I hope is going to be an issue in the next year. Um, Unfortunately, the province legislated it to go ahead, so uh, there's very little the OEB can do to to try to contain it, but uh, that's going to be coming as well.
1: Okay. Dennis, thank you very much. Okay, we have time for one more call. Sunny in Richmond Hill. Sunny, you think we're all whining, right? Exactly. It's
8: a whole lot of whining. And, and, And it goes to the point that if I refer back to the gas plant, People wanted those gas plants closed because it wasn't to their liking. When the government did that, we complained that the cost was too high. And it goes exactly to what we are talking about now. We have negotiated contracts with these companies for X amount. Now all of a sudden we discover it is not to our liking. And based on that, What kind of government do we want? Government that changes then, I would say, their uh, philosophy on doing business every five minutes and lose the credibility of others doing business with us, or do we want to continue to whine? What we have to look at is that these contracts are in place. It's no use saying renegotiate those contracts.
1: Follow your pride and deal with it. Well, Brady we are, says Brady says we have a history of, of renegotiating uh, contracts.
8: You know, there is a point that at some point in time, you become, I would say, discredited by renegotiating. Because when you are in business, the people that you are doing business with you will ultimately decide, look, this is not somebody that I want to do business with. And okay. that will cost us
1: more. Okay, that's an interesting point. Sunny in Richmond Hill, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And, uh, Brady, we have to uh, take a break. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with?
5: Uh, no, I, I think your your guest raises a, a point of the problem is credibility. But um, if these contracts are owners for ratepayers and, and we weren't given the full... Truth on how much they're gonna cost, I don't think it's crazy to ask our elected officials to reconsider what we're paying.
1: Okay, I'm with you on that. Brady Yock, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.